3 John chapter 1, verse 2. We've been talking about that prosperity is real. Prosperity is real. Third John chapter 1, verse 2, what's he say here? He says, Beloved, I, who's I? Thank you, the Lord. <laughs> Somebody say me. <laughs> Beloved, I, little talking about the Lord, <laughs> wish, or do we know that word wish and desire or pray above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? Health, even as thy soul prospers. Come on, do you believe what he's saying here? Come on, do you believe what he's saying here? See, if you truly believe what he's saying here, then there's never a question of, Lord, do you want me to have a better car? Lord, do you want me to have a better house? Wear better clothes. Lord, do you want me to get ahead or have extra money, get big offerings, or do things for people in my family? Come on, say amen, somebody. You would never question that if you believe what he says here. Amen? Because he said, I will that you prosper and be in good health. Somebody say prosperity and health go hand in hand. See, is it God's will for you to be healthy? Say it again. Is it God's will for you to be healthy? Yes. yes. Because he said it right here. I wish about what? Above all things that thou may, may be what? May it prosper and be in what? Health. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, the Lord is tired of seeing his children living outside of what he provided for on that cross. He's tired of it. And I believe this is our year of breaking out of this thing. Matter of fact, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. You think you're tired of it, he's tired of it. <laughs> he's more tired of you. <laughs> Glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He says, For you know. For you what? For you what? In other words, Paul is assuming that you already know this. But most people really don't because they're still struggling financially and struggling with their physical body. He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, whose sake? For whose sake? For your sake he became what? Poor that who? You through his what? Poverty might be what? Rich, and that's one word people don't want to hear. See, just like it's the will of God for everyone to be saved, just like it's the will of God for everyone to be filled, just like it's the will of God for everyone to be healed, just like it's the will of God for everyone to be delivered, it's the will of God for everyone to be rich. Come on. Now, somebody may ask, well, what, 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 if, what if somebody doesn't make it? Or what if everybody's not rich? Well, we just keep preaching and teaching and believing until they come into the knowledge of the truth. 
That's what the Word of God is for. Come on, say amen, somebody. What if somebody doesn't make it? Well, there are people that didn't make it when it comes to salvation. But that doesn't prove the will of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. We don't water down the will of God because of people's experience or lack of experience. What did the Lord tell us his will is for our lives? That we what? That we what? Prosper and what? Be in health. Then he tells us how it's going to happen even as your soul prospers. Once again, soul prosperity doesn't begin outside. Amen? It begins where? Inside. Come on, say amen, somebody. Before you prosper in your business, before you prosper in your bank account, before you prosper in your investment, you got to prosper in your soul. Are you with me out there? You got to quit thinking like a broke person. Come on. You got to quit talking like a broke person. Oh, hallelujah. And you, you got to stop seeing yourself as a poor person. See, when your soul prospers, you stop thinking that way and you start thinking blessings. Come on, are, we, are you with me out here? You start talking plenty and you start making plans to do things when you are, come on, when your soul prospers. That's why you, that's why you quit, hopefully, some of y'all went and cleaned out your cabinet. That's why you quit saving all those plastic forks. Come on. And you clean out the drawers that you have full of ketchup packages and mayo and soy sauce and duck sauce. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on. Once again, why would you save all those things? Why would you save all the margarine bowls with the tops? Because you're saying, I might need them someday. Come on. What is that? That's thinking like a poor person. When are you going to need them? You just never know. <laughs> Come on. Why do you keep junk? Because you might need them sometime. Come on. That's thinking like a what? Person, poor person. And that alone will keep you broke. Come on, say amen, somebody. You might need it sometime, or you just never know. Neither, are them, neither of them are scripture. Tell your neighbor, that's not scripture. Now I want you to go back to Genesis. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's not scripture. Genesis 32. Now, we've been going over some points about what kind of God do we serve. And in the book of Malachi, it says we serve a God that changes not. Come on, is that still true today? He's a God that what? That changes not. Come on. He's all, he, he's, listen, he's always been and he will always be the way he is. And we've seen where God revealed himself through, through two major redemption, redemptive names. One was El Shawat, El Shaddai. And it revealed God's nature, reveals his character and his will. 
And it means God is our total source of supply. Come on, is God your total source of supply? Amen. And we've seen where God revealed himself to Abram as Jehovah Jireh. The God that sees ahead and provides the supply. In other words, my God provides. Come on, when you're in need, God always provides. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, he say he's my supply. And we've seen where God revealed himself to Abram as Jehovah Jireh. Amen, not Jehovah Jireh, but the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So we said, what if we could sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in their heavenly mansion and ask them this question. What kind of God did you know, Abraham? What kind of God did you know, Isaac? What kind of God did you know, Jacob? Well, Abraham, we want to know this because there's still a lot of Christians down there on earth. Come on. That still don't believe it's God's will for them to prosper. And we want to know what your take is on this. Come on. Do you believe that, Abraham? Tell us about the God that you knew when you walked the earth. Was he a God who wanted you to be poor or a God that wanted you to be rich? Was he a God that diminished you or increased you? Come on. Does Abraham, does God teach us through lack and poverty? What do you think Abraham would say? Abraham would say, I knew a God that blessed me. Come on, say amen, somebody. I knew a God that made me a multi-billionaire. What would Isaac say? Isaac would say, I knew a God who made my daddy one of the richest men in all the land. Come on, say amen, somebody. I knew a God that showed me how to reap in one year 100-fold of what I sowed. So we looked at the God of Abraham, we looked at the God of Isaac, we, looked up the, we left off looking at the God of Jacob. Amen? And we know Jacob had a rough start. Because why? He was a deceiver and he was a liar. Now this is different because why? We didn't see anywhere where Isaac was a liar or a deceiver. And we have indication that he received his daddy's teaching. Come on, say amen, somebody. That he was a what? He was a tither. And he was a covenant man. He remembered a covenant God made with his father Abraham. And he started off life rich. And a beautiful wife. Come on, say amen, somebody. But Jacob, because of his lying and stealing, he had to leave home at an early age with nothing but a backpack. Why? Because the Bible says the weight of a transgressor is hard. Come on, say amen, somebody. And say a lot of times, things are harder on people than they had to be because of their hard head. Amen. 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 Come on. And because of some of their deceptive ways, it made it hard on them. Come on, say amen, somebody. But here's the good news. Tell your neighbor, here's the good news. Even if you start off a liar <laughs> and you start off a cheat, you can still wind up a blessed man or woman of God. Jacob was a good example of that. He ended up 
wealthy. Amen. Have you found Genesis 32.10? Genesis 32.10. Because we know he's on his way back home now. And notice what he says here. He says, I am not worthy to be what? Of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my what? Staff a stick. I passed over this Jordan and now I am become two bands. And later it says he has so much stuff that him and Esau couldn't live in the same territory because they had too many cows and cattle. Come on, say amen, somebody. But he left with a stick. Can God bless you even though you were a liar, a cheat, and a thief, and you started with a stick, but you changed? Let me say it again. But you what? Change. Is God merciful? Come on, is God merciful? Can he make a rich man out of somebody who's willing to change? One of the biggest things you see about Jacob's life is his change, folks. Somebody say his change. Skip down to verse 24. His what? Changed. He was a changed man. Genesis 32, 24 says, And Jacob left alone, and there what? There wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, come on, say amen, somebody, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou what? Bless me. The very thing him and his mother schemed to get when he left. Come on, say amen, somebody. But once again, we see how much faith he had in the blessing. See, he believed in a blessing just like you have to have faith in a blessing and you have to believe in the blessing. See, you can't really talk about prosperity without talking about the blessing because why? Prosperity is the result of the blessing. But notice, he wouldn't even stop. Even though he was injured, hip out of place, he kept wrestling because why? He believed in that blessing. It was something he was ready to fight to the death for. And he says, he said, and I will not let go except you what? Bless me. And he said, what is thy name? Now he knew what his name was. He said, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Well, what's the name Jacob mean? The way the name Jacob means supplanter. It means deceiver. And it means tricker. Come on. He says, who are you? Who are you is what, is what he's saying because why? Your name says who you are. Who are you? He said, I'm a tricker. He says, I'm a deceiver. That's who I am. But he wants the blessing. Look at verse 28. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Nah, tricker. Your name should be called no more deceiver, liar. But your name is going to be called Israel, which means what? It means a prince of God. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. As for, the, as, for as a prince, 
has now power with who? Power with God and with men and has prevailed. Does power have anything to do with prosperity? Has everything to do with it. Come on. Amen. Did he bless him? Come on, did he bless him? Yes. See, most people take this verse and they apply it to prayer in the wrong sense. They say, well, I'm wrestling with God like Jacob did. And they imply, I'm going to wrestle with God until he gives me the answer. Listen, you will not change God. Let me say it again. You will not change God. He will be the same before you start wrestling. While you're wrestling. And after you're done wrestling. And people try it with fasting. I hope y'all ain't trying to fast for that. What did I say? I'm going to fast until I move God. Fasting doesn't move God. And fasting doesn't change the Bible. What does fasting do? Fasting changes you. And it moves you out the way. Come on, say amen, somebody. Think about it. Who changed through all this wrestling? Jacob changed. The man changed. Come on. God didn't change. The man changed. His name was changed, folks. He became a different man. Come on. Now, it had already begun when he was out there watching Laban's sheep. Come on. Say amen, somebody. But this was the culmination of this change. And now his lying and deceiving days are gone forever. Old things have passed away. Come on, somebody, y'all need something. Y'all need to say amen, because old things have passed away. Thank God. At least I hope so. In the name of Jesus. Come on, he's a new man. He's a man with the what? With the blessing. Now go back to Genesis 30, verse 25. He's a man with the what? He's a new man. He's a changed man. Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. Let's see some effects of the blessing. Because this blessing affects everyone you're around and everyone you're associated with. Come on, say, I'm blessed. Genesis 30, verse 25. Are you there? And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go into my own place and to my country. No, he says, send me away that I may what? Go into my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives <laughs> and my children <laughs> and my children for whom I have served thee. And let me go, well, listen to this, for thou knowest my service, which I have what? Done thee. What kind of God did Jacob know? He knew a God who turned him from being a broke liar to a blessed prince of God. Went out with a stick and came back with groups of employees, multiple, multiple flocks of herds, sheep, and children, <laughs> and wives. But notice. What kind of man 
was Jacob when he was beginning to change. Come on, say amen, somebody. What kind of man was Jacob when he began to change? He was a man who did service. Say it again. He was a man that what? Did service. He was a man who stayed faithful where God put him even when he was being mistreated. Oh, I know y'all don't want to hear that again. Even when he is being tricked and being robbed, he wouldn't leave where he was sent until he was released. Come on. He was a man who got up early and worked hard, stayed out in the cold, braved the heat, and he was faithful. And when he lost it, when they lost money, he took care of he took care of it with his own money out of his own pocket. This is the kind of man or woman that God can bless. I didn't get a big amen out there, but that's all right. I'm gonna preach it anyway. Amen. And see, people just pass over this, and they say, "I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed." You're not blessed if not if you're lazy. Not if you're unfaithful. Amen. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Not if you jump out of where God put you after three days because somebody frowned at you. Amen. Why? Because you got to have some strength, folks. Amen. You got to have some perseverance. Amen? amen? That's the way faith is. Faith doesn't quit. Amen. Faith stays until it's done. Amen. Do I have any people of faith in this room? So he said, thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. Now he didn't know because look at the next verse. Look what his reply is in verse 27. And Laban said to him, unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry, just stay here, stay. For why? Why do I want you to stay? For I learned some things since you've been here, boy. <laughs> Come on. Come on, what I learned? I learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Come on, Jacob's out there in the heat and cold, but the blessings on, that's on him is affecting a man he's working for. Verse 28, and he said, appoint me thy wages. Now, give. what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Now, Jacob ain't stupid because he heard that before. And the man changed his wages ten times. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. And it was never a raise. It was always a decrease. But verse 29, he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was mine was with me. For it was little, listen to this, for it was little which thou had before I came. And it's now increased unto a what? Multitude. And the Lord has what? Blessed thee since my coming. Now, when shall I provide for my own house also? He says, since I have come and worked for you, your business has exploded. And I've seen this time and time again. The blessing. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
the blessing on people's lives. When they get in there, all some things just explode. Because why? Because of the blessing upon their lives. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, we talked about it before, but we need to be even more conscious of it even this year. People, instead of people trying, listen, instead of people trying to preach to your boss, to their boss, instead of you trying to preach to your boss, too many people are trying to preach to their, to the, to their boss and they need to be quiet and shut up. Why? Because your life is supposed to be doing the preaching. Come on. And the blessing is supposed to be on your life, I mean, to the degree that people can see it. Nobody has to tell them. Come on, say amen, somebody. They know how it was before they hired you. And they know how it is now. Come on, say amen, somebody. How many understand that Laban wasn't a godly man? He was a stone heathen. He was worse than Jacob. But he knows about his money. And he knows about everything that Jacob has been dealing with and how it has prospered in his hand. He knows when Jacob says, I'm ready to go, let me go. Laban didn't say, I'm glad to let you go get out of here like he would do some Christians today. And that's sad because why? There are a lot of employers are not sad when you leave. Matter of fact, they encourage you. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way. Let me say it again. And it shouldn't be that way. Come on. Because they say all they do is preach and quote scriptures all day instead of working. And people miss it all the time in these areas, folks. Let people see the blessing in your life. Then they will want to hear what you got to say. Let people see the result of you being with them. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they won't see it with you being lazy. Let me say it again. They won't see it with you being what? Lazy. They won't see it with you being a clock watcher. Jacob did him service. He was there, and obviously he was using his faith while he was working for Laban. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, for it was what? It was little which thou had before I came, and it is now what? Increased into a multitude, and the Lord has what? The Lord has blessed thee since thy coming, and now when shall I provide for my own house also? And that's when they got into the speckled, in my speckled spotted cow thing, and that's when really things start really turning around for Jacob. Come on, say amen, somebody. But I want you to turn to Genesis 40, verse 6. Are oh, you still with me out there? Now, we talked about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now, now let's look at the God of Joseph. Who? Joseph. What kind of God did Joseph know? Now, you know the story of Joseph. Joseph had dreams. 
Now, did he have dreams of poverty? Did he have dreams of lack? Come on. He had dreams from the Lord where he saw himself ruling and reigning. Come on, say amen, somebody. But that's not what happened initially. Let's learn some things here because why? You might get, because God might give you a dream or a vision. Come on, say, I received that. You might get a dream or a vision of God, and it may be so clear about the tremendous blessing that you're about to walk into. But then three years later, you're in worse shape than you started. <laughs> does that mean the vision can't come to pass? What does that mean? It means you better hang in there. It means you better not get discouraged. Come on, say amen, somebody. What kind of God did Joseph know? He knew a God that never forsook him. He knew a God that stayed with him. Come on, say amen, somebody. He knew a God who, complete, who, who, what? who completely turned his life around in one day. For in one day, he went from the dungeon to the castle. So what kind of God did God did Joseph did, what kind of God did Joseph know? He knew a God that blessed him. Come on, say amen, somebody. But on the other hand, what kind of man did God know about Joseph? Joseph was a man who wouldn't give up on his vision. Do we have anybody with visions in here? He was a man that did not and would not give up on his vision. Come on, say amen, somebody. A man that wouldn't give up his dream. He wouldn't let it go. He wouldn't, he, listen, he wouldn't let anything get to him. Nothing got Joseph down. As a matter of fact, go, keep a marker and go to Genesis 46. Come on, he went from being a slave to Potiphar's, this is Potiphar's wife lying on him, and he went from a slave to prison. Now, if he's in prison, you would think that he'd be down in the dumps, sad, mad, discouraged. Come on, to be the worst person to be around. But look at here in Genesis 46. When they put two other prisoners in with them, notice what Joseph says. Verse 6 says, And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and he looked upon them. And behold, they were what? They were what? They were sad. We're in prison. Oh, Lord, we're in prison. They're going to kill us. Come on. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore <laughs> look you so sadly today? Why y'all so sad? Wait a minute. You in the dungeon too? You eating the same, you eating the same dungeon food? Wearing the same dungeon clothes. Come on, say amen, somebody. And his life hasn't been that hot. He started out as a baby boy with the, with the colored coat. Come on, say amen. amen. Then he became a slave. Then he became a prisoner. And he pops in and goes, why are you boys down today? I don't know about you. A prisoner probably looked at me and said, what is wrong with this man? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. But guess what? This is the kind of man or woman who is victorious. Why? Because they never let anything 
get them down. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? He was in the dungeon, but the dungeon didn't get in him. He was in a bad place, but he didn't let the bad stuff get in him. Why? Because he still got his vision. He still got the dream that God gave him. He still saw himself ruling and reigning. Come on. Years of a servant and a slave, years of prison, didn't get that out of him. He still had it. Tell your neighbor, I still got my dream. Come on, say, I still have my vision. And see, people, they get stuff in their heart. And they get stirred up, and it didn't come to pass in a year. <laughs> and it didn't get, come to pass in two years. Then five years go by, and it still didn't come to pass. Come on, say amen, somebody. And then they start saying, well, I don't know what I was thinking. That'll never happen. Come on, say amen, somebody. And God said, no, don't give up on your dream. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your vision. Come on, tell somebody emphatically, don't you give up on what God's going to give you. Look at Genesis 39.1. Say, I'm not giving up. Come on, I see it. Genesis 39.1. What does it say here? And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had bought him down thither. And the Lord was what? The Lord was what? With Joseph. And look at this. He was a what? Prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, Egyptian. What was he? He was a slave, wasn't he? Have you ever heard of a prosperous slave? <laughs> Come on, have you ever heard of a prosperous slave? <laughs> it says he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, verse 3. And his master did what? Saw. What did he see? He saw what the, that the Lord was with him. And what else did he see? And that the Lord made all that he did to what? Prosperous in his hand. Lift your hand and say, I got the prosperous touch. Come on, he had the prosperous touch, folks. Come on, I got the prosperous touch. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him. Oh, there go that serving again. And he made him overseer over his house and all that he had, what? Put his hand, put all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord what? The Lord did what? Blessed the Egyptian house for whose sake? For whose sake? Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the what? Field. Now, is Potiphar a God-fearing man? There's no indication of that. Come on, he's in Pharaoh's court. They worship the sun. They worship alligator idols. All kind of stupid things. 
but they didn't worship God. Come on, say amen, somebody. And all his stuff is getting blessed. Why? Because the man who had the blessing on him is now working for him now. Whoever, listen, whoever you're working for, and I don't care if they're stone alcoholic, mean, dog-kicking, cussing boss. If you're supposed to be there and work, if you're supposed to be there and work, the blessing will come on all their stuff. And they should be able to see it after a period of time and realize it has something to do with this Christian. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Because it wasn't going that way before they came here. See, it was so obvious to Laban that he begged Jacob to stay. And Potiphar began to see that this slave that I bought has something to do with what's going on in my business. Come on. He's got something on him. What's he got on him? He's got an anointing to prosper. Come on, it's a power for increase. Everything he turned it over to him got bigger for some reason. Come on, he gave the cattle, the cattle got bigger. Everything just got getting, getting bigger. Finally said, forget all this, give him everything. Turn everything over to him, because why? Everything he touches prospers and blooms. Somebody say, that's me. Well, what is that? The blessing. And guess what? The blessing is on you. Some of y'all received it casually. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. The blessing is on you. Glory <laughs> to God. I got to quote something to receive the blessing. That's why we should believe it, have more faith in it, we should start speaking it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you need to start speaking it. Are you blessed? Amen. Come on, are you blessed? Amen. Does the blessing that's on you affect other people? Yes. Listen, if you're walking in the fullness of this and you have the faith in this, what I'm talking about, they may not know it, but they ought to be glad when you step on that airplane. They may not know it, but they ought to be glad when you come to their store and do business with them. Come on, say amen, somebody. They may not know it, but they ought to be glad when you move next to them. Because you didn't, listen, you didn't just bring your cat and your dog. Come on, you didn't just bring the couch and the bed. Come on, say amen, somebody. What did you bring? You brought the blessing. And the blessing is on you. And everywhere you go, that blessing goes. Come on, say it. Everywhere I go, that blessing goes. And everything you put your hands unto prospers, grows, and increases. So they got, I don't know about the side over here. Everything you put your hands unto prospers, grows, and increases. 
Somebody say, I'll take that. Now, we know there's some things that are required of us. Number one, you got to be obedient. You got to go where he tells you to go and stay where he tells you to stay. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. You have to honor him with your tithes and offering. You got to be a giver. And when you do your part, the blessing is activated. The blessing is released. And people around you are affected by that blessing. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Go back to Genesis 122. How did everything start out? How did everything start out? Because the God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does God change? Genesis 1.22. What did God, what did it start off? And God did what? God did what? Blessed them and saying unto them, be what? Be fruitful and multiply. What does it mean when God's blessing you? The word blessed, if you look at the scholars, to bless means to endue with power for success. Say it again. To be blessed means to endure with power for success. It means power to succeed. It means power for longevity. The blessing is anointing. The blessing is power. Somebody say power. So when you say I'm blessed, you're saying. I'm empowered. You're saying I'm endued with ability to succeed. So that means if you fail, that means failure would have a greater, come on, will have to be greater than the blessing. But if you stay with God, there's no such thing as failure. What if you believe that and you spoke that over your children every day? Come on, say amen, somebody. Because that's what we need to do. We need to start speaking this over our children each and every day. Let them know. Talk to them. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're empowered to prosper. You're going to do way more than I did. You're going to have way more than I had. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Because a lot of them have a bleak future because they're looking at their parents. And they're wondering, how is this going to happen? And I don't see it in their lives. Okay, I don't want to hear that, okay. See, you're not only demonstrating this to people outside the, in the world. You're letting your children know that my God blesses his people. So you don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to get into a gang. You don't have to rob nobody because your God will supply all your need. Because see how he's provided my need. They need to see it. 
They need to see it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. So he says, God blessed them, saying, be what? Be fruitful and what? Multiply. He says it again in verse 28. Turn down there. And God what? And God what? Bless them. And God said, be what? Be fruitful and what? Multiply. Has God ever changed? Come on, has God ever changed? So what is he saying to us today? He's saying, be blessed. Be fruitful. Multiply. And that means multiply in everything good. Then he says it again in Genesis 9-1. Turn there. Because this is a theme. This is a theme throughout the Bible, folks. And my God is the same God. Like my, he's a God that changes not. Genesis 9-1, it says, and God did what? He blessed Noah and his son. He said to them what? Be fruitful and what? Multiply. Come on, be what? Fruitful and multiply. Be what? Fruitful and multiply. Say, I'm fruitful and I do multiply. But you got to get this one because this is a theme. Go to Galatians 3.13. I told you, I'm going to get this in you. You're going to live what God was prophesied this year. Is this going to be a financial breaking loose in your life? Why? Because right now your soul is prospering. And the more we talk about it, what's happening? We're meditating on it. And that meditation is stretching us and it's stretching us and it's stretching us and it's giving us the ability to believe that what God has said is going to come to pass. It's stretching your ability to receive. Galatians 3.13 says Christ has what? Redeemed us from the what? Curse of the law. Being made a what? Curse for us for it is written Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank God we're not cursed anymore. But why was he why did he redeem us? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might what? Receive the promise of the Spirit through what? Faith. The blessing of Abraham. We receive the blessing of Abraham. Through Jesus. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. We'll go back to 12, Genesis 12, 2. What was the blessing of Abraham? Christ redeemed us so that we what? That so that the blessing of Abraham might come unto us. Or oh, what was the blessing of Abraham? He said, and I will make thee a what? Great nation. And I will... And I will bless thee and make thy name what? Great. Here's the key. And thou shalt be a blessing. Thou shalt be. That's what it's all about, folks. God needs you so blessed so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. So you can buy somebody else a car. You can buy somebody else a house. You can pay somebody else's bills off. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
That's what it's all about. So you can be what? Thou shall be a what? Blessing. Look at verse, verse 3. Because the same blessing is on them is on me. The same blessing is on him is on me. I'll, I'll take it. I don't know about y'all. The same blessing is on him is on me. And he says, I will bless them that bless thee. Listen. People should be running you down. Just to be a blessing to you. Because when they're blessing to you, he just said, those that bless you will be blessed. So get ready for people to say, get ready for people to say, what do you need? What you want? What you want? What you want? What you want? Because they understand if I give it to them, I've seen the blessing on their life. Come on. I'm going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. Come on. Say amen, somebody. So you better start looking for that. Those that bless you will be what? Will be what? So I receive it. Come on. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Somebody come up and hand you some keys. There's nothing impossible with God. Come on, God's going to start speaking to people this year. Come on. He's going to start speaking to people this year. Give it to them. Give it to them. Them. Them right there. But why? Don't worry. Just give it to them. Somebody say, I'll take that. Hallelujah. But then he said, I'm going to curse them. I curse thee. Come on, say amen, somebody. In other words, please keep your mouth off me. <laughs> you know not what you do. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. But then he says, and in thee, so all the families on the earth be blessed. And that's continuing upon us right now. Come on, lift your hands and begin to give God praise. Come on, begin to give God glory. Come on, begin to give God honor. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to give him praise because you're blessed. Come on, you are. I told you, God told me at the beginning of the service. He said, there's a blessed group in here. I wasn't saying that just to be saying that. I'm just doing what he said. There's a blessed group in here tonight. Put your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 